Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarcasm Speaks, Jared and Bob here. Um, was going to try and get Jones on tonight. It's been a while since he's been on. Couldn't make it happen. But we did have um, a a guest story, I suppose. Jones Jones sent me this and was like, this is pretty good. Uh, if you guys, you know, it might be good to, to bring it up on the show. So shout out to Jones. Uh, friend on the show, he's uh, he's going to I think it's the Grand Cayman Islands uh, this Friday for like two weeks, and then he said when he gets back, he would like to come on. So uh, <laughs> he'll be here in a couple weeks. Um, so this is a good one. Uh, the state of Oregon officials have released. And if, uh, a report that the bubonic plague is back. It has been confirmed in a resident in Oregon. Uh, the Deschutes or Deschutes uh, County Health Services has confirmed a case of the human plague in a local resident. The individual was likely infected by their symptomatic pet cat. So just another reason why you shouldn't have yeah, cats. Yeah, I was gonna say. Cats, cats get the plague. That's like yeah, a thing. Yeah, cats are what started the plague. Well, if you want to follow like the cascade, technically the plague started on like fleas that went on rats that got eaten by cats that then were pets, right? So like the transmission to humans came from a cat. I know there was there's some steps there, right? But um, cats were basically how fucking a third of Europe died like, what was that? Almost 200 years ago or something like that. 150 years ago. Um, for Isn't the, the plague, like the 1300s, the black plague. Or am I, am I like way too far off on that one? Was it like, I thought it was like 17 or 1800s. What'd they call it? The black death. Yeah. Black death, black plague. You know what? Now that I think about it, I think you're right. Yeah, it I think it was 1500s. like 1500s. Oh, 13. 13, All right. 1346. 1346. There you go. Yeah, 1346 to 1353. 50% of Europe's population. Yeah, sick. Um, It's also known as the bubonic plague, right? That's the actual uh, disease. So it's here. It's in the United States. It's in Oregon. Someone contracted it from their stupid fucking cat. Um, again, like I said, cats suck. You just get a dog, or if you're for, if you're a, a not a dog person and you're a fucking communist, get a fucking lizard or something. I don't know. Like, don't get a cat. Cats are the dumbest fucking things ever. But whatever. Um, although, to be fair, kittens are fine. I'm in on kittens, out on cats. Kittens are funny. They're cute. They're small. Um, oh, on all felines. Yeah. But uh, I, I wouldn't want one. But like if someone had a kitten, I'd be like, oh, look at that funny kitten. It's cute. And then after like three months, I'm all set with it. Get it the fuck out of here. All it's um, doing is plotting your murder. Yeah, literally. That's all cats do. Um, but so... not swiftly. Slowly. <laughs> yeah. And methodically. <laughs> um. All close contacts of the resident and their pet have been contacted and provided medication to prevent illness and further spread. 
said Dr. Richard Fawcett of Deschutes County Health Office. So uh, according to the Oregon Health Authority, uh, the plague is rare in Oregon. <laughs> you don't say, huh? <laughs> Seen as though it was eradicated fucking yeah. 700 years ago. Yeah. Uh, the last case was reported in 2015. Uh, it spreads to humans or animals through a bite from an infected flea or contact with an animal sick with the disease. Most common animals to carry the plague in central Oregon are squirrels and chipmunks, but mice and other rodents can also carry the disease. Yeah, so that's how it fucking killed everybody in Europe. It went from the flea to rats and mice, and then people that had cats fucking ate those rats and mice because it was the 1300s and there probably was no such thing as a house cat right it was probably like well we have a cat sometimes <laughs> sometimes he's here sometimes he's out just fucking shit up um and yeah then you get the black plague so have fun with that you you stupid fucking cats um, but the, so Jones sent me this link, uh, and it was, it was on Twitter and the comments are pretty fucking hilarious because you have on one hand, the people that are like insanely overreacting, thinking that like the new plague black is death is coming, the plague is back. And then you have people being like, this is treated with antibiotics. Just relax. The reason why 50% of Europe died in 1353 was because antibiotics didn't exist until like 1940, 1930, maybe penicillin. I think penicillin was the 1930s. Couldn't tell you. I must have missed that. Uh, the day of medical med school where we went over <laughs> medical history. <laughs> yeah. Must've been, I must've been absent. Yeah. Smoking reefer behind the school with all the degens. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's just a funny story. Um, and again, most of the things that go on Twitter, I I just enjoy the comments, and the comments are are pretty fucking awesome. So nothing to be concerned about, right? Because this happens more frequently than to twenty fifteen. Because I feel like I've had these conversations multiple times now, but I don't know. Maybe it's just cats. Yeah, I mean, it, I think really what it comes down to is cats are the fucking worst. Yeah, thank God I'm allergic to them. Yeah, same. Me too. Fuck them. Don't like them. There was um, growing up, the family shall remain nameless, but you know them. Um, they, we grew up on the same street and they always had a ton of cats and uh, I could never spend more than like 30 minutes in their house because my eyes would fucking swell up. I would start like sneezing and shit. It was pretty bad. There was one time we were like, there, like a bunch of kids were going to like have a sleepover and I literally had to like the, the kid's mom had to call my mom to come pick me up because I was fucked up that bad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I can't have the sleepover because you have too many cats and I'm allergic to all of these cats. I think they had three or four cats. Every one of the siblings had a cat. 
they had their own cat. <laughs> Jones has like four fucking cats. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to fucking plot your murder. Yeah, but see, he's not lucky enough where they're going to do it. True. Or like do, do it in a timely fashion. True. They're going to sit there and play with their food. <laughs> and fuck with the dog. Because they do that a lot too. Um, all right. So I know we talked a little bit about the Super Bowl on Sunday because it was Super Bowl Sunday. It was pregame. Um, I don't remember necessarily what we, I think we both said the Chiefs are probably going to win, but I want the 49ers to win. Um, you asked me my thoughts. I said Chiefs. That was yeah. it. Yep. Done. Yep. I didn't, I didn't say anything else. <laughs> So Chiefs obviously won. They pulled it off. It was a good game, but I, I enjoyed it, right? It went to overtime, um, literally to the very end. It was just a great, it was a great entertaining game. Uh, first half was a bit of a snooze, but the second half and overtime were fantastic. Uh, no complaints there. Um, the, the reason I've got I have lots of complaints. Okay. Lay it on me before I, before I get to something else. Cause I, I wasn't oh, going to go. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, because that game went exactly, exactly how everyone fucking thought it would. Every fucking detail came down to everything that anybody who watches any of these games fucking knew how what was going to happen. Niners were going to go up. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> Shanahan was going to forget how to call plays. They were going to give. They were going to do just not enough, and the Chiefs were going to pull it out at the end. Yep. That's a thousand percent what everyone thought was going to happen. Again, anyone that's been watching this long enough, that's what everyone thought was going to happen. That's exactly how it went. And Shanahan tried to redeem himself, but you know what? He is a fucking loser. Now, I don't think the 49ers should move on from him. So anyone who has that opinion sucks, but just know the guy's a bum. That's it. Yeah, he's Done. not. He's not. Not a winner. The answer. He's not Until, a winner. Well, so here's the problem, though. He's still better than everybody. Like, right. He's so, better than a lot. He's better than like, what's out there. Saying he's not a winner is tough. Um, or it, it's, it's, no, it's, he's not a winner. That's tough. But not, because some people are saying that, oh, he's not the answer. It's like, well, the fucking alternative is not the answer. Correct. So you're <clears> kind of <throat> stuck in purgatory with him, or you're kind of stuck with what Andy Reid was for the first. Andy Reid on the Eagles. Yeah, it was, what was that? Maybe 15 years of his career? Yeah. Yep. 15 plus. Yeah, he like, is that's what he you're is Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Terrible at managing the clock, not good at making decisions on the field. Yeah, like good and offensive mind, the teams are always kind of there, but you know, they just not no, they haven't made the jump. No attention to detail either. And this is one of those things where we're spoiled having 20 years of bill Belichick, uh, 20, almost 25 years actually of bill Belichick where say what you want about him. And I know, you know, you and I both soured on him at the end and we were both ready for him to leave and move on. I was not upset that he left the team. Um, it's fine. It is what it is. We needed a fresh start. It happens. But the one thing you cannot talk shit about bill Belichick is game preparedness and game plans. 
And not that I know this from firsthand, I'm not a fucking beat writer, but every beat writer, every former player, like Julian Edelman has been on multiple podcasts telling stories about how they would practice the most insane scenarios in training camp in like June, July, and August. And every like some of the players that didn't really get Bill or were new to the team or weren't around for a while were like, why the fuck are we doing this? Like, why the fuck does this even matter? And then all of a sudden in a random game in like week 14, that one scenario that they practiced in July happens in the game, right? And they're prepared for it because they they knew what it was, right? Like that's what Bill was really fucking good at. And say what you want at the end. Could he not connect with the players? Maybe. Maybe he's too old well, that, to connect so with this, some of the young the, players. Like, I don't need to get down that rabbit yeah. hole. But the one thing that you cannot discount is you know his teams were going to be prepared for anything and everything. Now, save from like that one time in 2009 when the Miami Dolphins rolled out the uh, <laughs> the Wildcat for the first time ever and no one knew what to do and they fucking, they shit stomped the Patriots with Ronnie Brown at quarterback um, or Wildcat back, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Um, but then after that, they were able to shut it down, right? So um, the, because th the thing that blew my mind was after the game, multiple 49ers were giving press conferences and said, oh, I had no idea what the overtime rules were. I didn't know. I didn't know those were the overtime rules. I found out yeah. about it when they put it on the scoreboard. Yeah, Do you think also, Bill Belichick would have ever yeah. let a team that, that found out the rules of overtime on the scoreboard going into overtime? Well, so here's the team. other thing, because the alternative report was San Francisco was always going to take the ball. That was the plan before. If it went to overtime, they were going to take the ball because they wanted that third possession. Now, argue with that all you want. I don't – I'm sorry. I'm Because I've heard that too. Oh, the players don't know the overtime rules. You know what? Sometimes the players are fucking stupid, and, you, and there's nothing you can do to – like did Brock Purdy come out and say, yeah, I didn't know the overtime rules at all? I don't know about Purdy, but it was yeah. um, Eric, what I mean. Eric Armstead and Kyle Juszczyk were the two that I saw. So Eric Armstead, no problem. He wasn't out there for the call. Fred Warner was. It's Again, it sounded like the report was they were taking the ball no matter what because their preparedness said they want that third possession. Now, whether you think that's the right or the wrong strategy, fucking doesn't matter. Apparently, they had a plan. Again, it's like Donovan McNabb for all those years. Oh, I didn't know we could tie. You've been an NFL quarterback for 20 fucking years, and you didn't know you could tie? I'm sorry. That's not on... That's not on the coach. That's just not on dumb, the coach. That's just a dumb individual. I fucking knew the overtime rules. I knew that in, in the playoffs, both teams get the ball now. I right. knew that. Right. It's the, I didn't need to be in a fucking NFL locker room or an NFL training camp to learn that. It's the take Josh Allen fucking, rule. <laughs> take some fucking ownership over your shit. Like, that's what I... Like, you're an NFL fucking player. Figure it the fuck out. Pay right. the fuck attention. Right. 
Now, I mean, and that's that's the other thing. People are going to say, "Oh, well, the coach should have them prepared." Bill would have had them prepared. Did Bill have Gary Guyton prepared in two thousand nine? Because he fucking lost that team too. So we can we can always pick and choose and cherry pick like what we want here. And it doesn't mean that you know Belichick's a bad coach because they did the fucking mortar kick and that fucking goofy <laughs> Stephen Jackson game in twenty fifteen. Like when it really that's the thing. What what really is the issue? It's not the overtime rules. It's first of all, you should have known you needed a touchdown to beat Mahomes. Didn't matter who got the ball first. Right. Second, three straight three and outs. In the third quarter, where they threw eight passes in one rush? How? How? How did this continue to happen? Yeah. And I understand that the Chiefs actually kind of stopped the run a little bit. I think they only averaged like three and a half yards a carry. But how? But you could also make the argument they didn't run the ball enough to get that big play. Like they didn't. Trust I just don't. The I don't get it. I don't get it. And this. Yeah. This is why I've already bet on the Chiefs for next year because. Same. <laughs> I've already taken them in the next year's Super Bowl because I'm looking at the teams and the quarterbacks and where where does it get better? Honestly. Yeah. Barring some injury or something. Injuries like happen. The Chiefs. Injuries happen. The Chiefs are the team. There's no one. There's no one that's better. the The Buffalo Bills are fucking losers. Josh Allen is an absolute bum. Loser. Yep, they're losers. The, the The Ravens can't do shit in the playoffs. They're a great regular season team. Like they'll they'll win games by fucking 30, 40 points in the regular season, and then they shit their pants in the playoffs. Who else is left in the AFC besides I mean, well, the Bills we don't know. and the Ravens? Uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, LOL. Yeah. The, the Dolphins, uh, okay. Whatever the Bengals are going to be, they're going to have some turnover on that team. Yeah, they're going to have some turnover. No, I trust, Joe I trust Burrow's their coming off another injury. Yeah, I would say I trust their quarterback, but I don't know, is he is he healthy? Is he Right, I trust their quarterback. I don't trust him to stay healthy, right? Because he's had three, is this his third or fourth season? 2020 was his rookie year. Okay, so, so this was he's played for, and he was injured in two, so he's got a fifty percent health rate, which isn't good. <laughs> Small sample size, but it's not good. Um, that literally half of his career he's been injured. Um, and then, like, what quarterbacks are in the NFC that even remotely strike the fucking fear into you? None. None at all. Aaron I mean, Rodgers is on the fucking Jets. Like Matt, he's the only Matt quarterback. Stafford is going to be another year older, right? Like he's the yeah, only so one. That's the thing with he's the, Rams, the only one though, I like, would say that would be good. But the, he's but the Rams. The Rams are in a they, they are a show me situation because they yeah. sold out for that fucking. Oh my god! I almost just said Stanley Cup <laughs> for that Super Bowl, and that was it. Yep. Who else in the end? Like wherever Kirk Cousins goes. You really fear fucking Kirk? No. No. Nope. I mean, we'll see what the Eagles are like and Jalen Hurts without Jason Kelsey, right? Again, like, and that's it. That's a show me. When you can't do the tush push and you don't have the arguably one of the greatest centers to ever play the game anymore. We'll see what that's like. Um Jared Goff? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We're not doing this. Like 
Like, but those are your NFC playoff teams. Dak get fucked, right? Dak is is he's playoff. He's guys Lamar are Jackson. Bombs. He's Lamar These Jackson. Guys are all they're all bombs. Yeah. That's it. There's none. They're all they're all stiffs. And we've talked we've talked about this before, right? The golden age of quarterbacks was <laughs> 15 years ago. Right? Like it we it ain't coming back. It ain't coming back. Because none of these guys are anywhere as good as, you know, the old guys used to be. Yeah, and the coaches are just as incompetent to match. Right. Right. So And that's I think that's the problem is they're all schemes and analytics and the numbers, show me the numbers, da 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 da. And I don't know if any of them actually know how to coach. Yeah. Oh man, I fucking Dan Campbell, dude. Like it's if Dan Campbell wasn't a fucking analytics moron, they they could have been in the Super Bowl. The Lions might have actually made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, they probably also would have lost to the Chiefs. Wouldn't have gone to overtime, tell you that. Oh, yeah, they would have got fucking stomped. They probably would have lost like 41 to 20. No, because the Chiefs offense wasn't good enough to do something like that, but well, the defense might have had a pick six thrown in there. Goff actually took care of the football somehow. I don't know. It was fucking crazy because I was betting on him to throw a pick. I probably bet him every game. <laughs> he didn't throw one uh, in the playoffs, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So um, believe it or not, that actually wasn't the reason why I brought the Super Bowl up, even though we went down that, that road. Um, the reason I brought it up, and typically I'm not a – Super Bowl commercial guy. I'm not a Super Bowl halftime guy, right? Like, save for the one year that Prince was the halftime show, which was the greatest halftime show in in of all time. It's weird um, too, because at the same time, it was also the worst one. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um. So, again, I'm not not a not a like a Super Bowl commercial guy. However, the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. With Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Tom Brady and J Lo, might have been one of the greatest commercials ever to be created. I actually saw that one. Yeah, and like I said, like I don't like when like some people right Super Bowl comes on like when the Super Bowl is on, they don't care about the game; they just want to watch the commercials, right? Some people just want to watch the halftime show. Me. When the commercials are on in the Super Bowl, I'll get up and walk away from the TV. I don't care. Like I, I really don't care about Super Bowl commercials, right? However, I'm on Twitter. Yeah. However, that Dunkin' Donuts one, I did actually see, and wow, that was absolutely hilarious. Like, you, you gotta just fucking tip the cap and say, "All right, Dunkin' Donuts, you did it." Like that was that that I I didn't see all of them, but of the ones I did see, that was by far the best one, and it it might be one of the best of all time. No, it's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. No, um, someone said it was the worst. That commercial sucked. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, that's just people in general. Anytime some there's anything. People are going to say it's the best and people are going to say it's the worst, right? But then on Twitter, I don't know. Did you see like the behind the scenes footage that they taped? No. 
to put out on Twitter. That was pretty funny because it was like, so it was Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Tom Brady throwing footballs in the parking lot. And they set up like a tire to throw the the balls through. And Ben Affleck was like, yeah, I used to play quarterback. Like I was pretty good, whatever. And then he throws a duck and it like bounces off the ground and doesn't make it to the tire. And then Matt Damon steps up and throws it. He throws the first one and he hits the tire and it doesn't go through. And then he hits the next one and it goes right through. And then Ben Affleck like took him like four tries to hit it. And then Tom Brady just goes up and starts rifling balls through and like never miss one. But they're like joking around. They're messing with each other. And like Ben Affleck at one point goes behind the tire and like puts his head there and he goes, oh, I bet you won't hit me. And Tom's Tom goes, you don't want to stand there. He goes, I'm going to hurt you. Like, I, I don't want to hit you in the face. <laughs> so then so then Ben stands to the side and just puts his hands behind. He goes, oh, I'll catch it. And Tom's like, no, I'm probably going to hurt your hands. You, you don't want to try and catch the ball either. <laughs> so then he just backs away and Brady just rifles it through the through the tire. I mean, they were probably standing like 20 feet away. Like they were pretty close. <laughs> But it was pretty good, so I want to give uh, I want to give a kudos to to Dunkin' Donuts for that for for turn for making a commercial so good that a guy that doesn't care about commercials actually liked it and talks about it. Couldn't tell you one other commercial that played. Nope, I can't tell you one other one. I saw plenty of them. Uh, I remember the Budweiser one because it had horses and a dog. Nope. It was like a horse. It was a horse and buggy that was getting lost in the snow. And there was a dog that ran out of the bar and ran into the snow, found the horses and brought the horses to the bar so the guys could drink at the bar. What did he buy him to drink? (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, like, I don't. I can't think of any other commercials. Not one. So bravo, Dunkin' Donuts, you did it. You won the you won the Super Bowl commercial game. No, that was a terrible commercial, dude. <laughs> you should spend more time on Twitter. Yeah, seriously. Um, all right, one more thing here before we uh before we get to wrapping things Ooh. up. Um I thought this was interesting. Uh, it's speaking of Twitter, right, and kind of blowing up Twitter and, and social media and news in general. Um, again, this is where I was hoping to have Jones on to, to go over this, but uh, another time we will. Um, recently, <clears throat> so a while, actually a while ago, people have been doing some sort of like investigation into Joe Biden for having classified documents. Remember, we talked about it on the show. Remember, like, he made the statement like, oh, they were in my garage with my Corvette, but don't worry, the garage was locked or whatever. You remember us like talking about that? Maybe. Yeah, just like that's that's what came out at the time and whatever. So there was like a legitimate investigation into that. And the actual investigation, the conclusions were Joe Biden did in fact obtain and sequester or house classified documents unlawfully 
that he should not have been in possession of in his garage at his house in Delaware. However, the caveat was the recommendation of the finding was to not press charges against Biden or seek any legal damages, whether like impeachment or anything like that, which is what they tried to impeach Trump for one of the many times was being in possession of un or classified documents. The recommendation was to not seek any damages against Joe Biden because he clearly was mentally incapacitated and that his memory was an issue and he did not actually remember doing any of this. So a lawyer sat down with him and spoke to him and talked to him about everything and came to the conclusion that they should not press charges or seek impeachment because he was mentally not capable of, of, rec of any recollection of any of this. All right, so a couple questions. One, obviously there's a hypoc hypocritical element. That's not a question. Uh, two, is this a legitimate reason for him not to go to trial? Now, independent of who the fuck he is. Right. But for the accusation or the allegations... Is that a legitimate reason to why he should not be on trial for this? Truthfully, I don't know. I don't know the answer okay. to that. Like, it seems to make some sense, right? Like, if you have, and now this obviously isn't Biden, even though we know he probably has dementia. He doesn't have a diagnosis of dementia, right? But like, if you just think of it as from like a, like a common sense perspective, which doesn't always apply to legal proceedings. But if someone with dementia, like, commits fucking theft, right? Like, they forget to pay for something or they walk out of a store with only paying for some things, whatever. And you want to make the argument, like, this person is di clinically diagnosed with dementia, like, they may not have recognized or whatever. Yeah, sure. That, that might be a reason, right? Like, that might hold up in court. Um, Seems to make sense to me, but to answer your question, like, I, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know if that's a legitimate reason or not, but it seems like it could be, right? Like, it seems like a reasonable thing. Let, let's assume it is, right? Yeah. Let's, let's just uh, pretend it is. Yeah. Now, obviously, I know one side of the argument is going to be like, nope, eye for an eye should be the same thing. You guys did it to Trump. Do it to him. Well. Assuming what we're being told is correct and is of proper legal proceeding, well, apparently that's not how that works. So obviously, even though I know, ooh, well, they got my guy, I want to get their guy. Well, clearly it can't work like that because everything that you've said about their guy, someone just fucking admitted. Now I know how. Now that put that in the spin zone, and someone will be like, "Oh, well, that lawyer doesn't really. Know. That lawyer is not a doctor. They they don't know. Just a lawyer." And this is why this story is by far the most insufferable thing that anyone could have come up with in the last 
two years? Fuck, does it go back to 16? Is it eight years of insufferable? Maybe it is. I wouldn't say this is more insufferable than the COVID stuff, though. Some of that COVID stuff was real, like, insanely insufferable. Like, you can't eat out indoors, so we'll build inside, outside, and you can eat there. Like, the made-up six feet of distance, the fucking cloth masks are okay but a, a, a neck gator is doesn't work like it that was bad there, there's nothing ever 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 is going to be as bad as that in my opinion but remember a lot of that stuff was way more illogical right and if you want to so it definitely illogical if you want to go government overreach okay not that I agree because I don't agree. No one really knew what the fuck was going on, right? So I I want to say people at first. At first, I want to say people meant okay at first, but after six months, you basically had an idea of what everything was, and it just continued for another year and a half after that. Right, and I want to say because that was more complicated. I mean, do we, and we are, I'm serious. Like we are splitting hairs here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I want to say because that situation was so much more complicated, I actually, because, because when I saw this, when I, well, like you, you guys must've sent it in the group chat before I deleted it. <clears throat> Cause I delete everything. Um, <laughs> I sat there and I go. This is the dumbest time to be alive, right? Because immediately you had a few things. Immediately someone fucking came out and goes, wow, congratulations. The Republicans just won the election. You just admitted that this guy cannot run for president anymore. And uh, that that hands the election over. It, 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 you can't have an election with a guy that's incapable of standing trial. Where did it say that he's not going to run? Like, where did it say the election was over? No. There's still going to be in a fucking election process. That's going to be annoying. They're still going to go through the channels, and it's probably still going to be a tight race, tighter than most people think. Now, if they pull him, fine. Like, but to already declare the election over because... Some lawyer said that he's incapable of standing trial, so that means he can't possibly win an election for president. You'd be fucking surprised. Because he already did. Because he already <laughs> did. And his and mental state has been pretty bad for a while. Been pretty well documented that it's pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you have the, the arguments of... Well, I mean, they 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 ran they ransacked Trump's whole thing, and they went through that whole thing. Biden should have to answer to the exact same thing. Okay. Well, assuming that there's a legal precedence for what this lawyer said, actually, no, no, he shouldn't. Sorry. If that's correct, right? Right. Now, if it's not correct. Then yeah, go through the fucking le like go through the right legal channels. I don't know what to tell you. And then everyone and it's it, it like that's what I mean is like I saw that and I go, you've got to be fucking kidding me. 
I go, that's so, so fucking annoying because now everyone's going to be taking a victory lap on one side and everyone's going to be defending him on the other side. And they're like, it's not the same. It's not the same. No, no, it's way, it's way different now. It sounds the fucking same to me for someone who doesn't pay attention. Sounds like both of them had classified documents that they weren't supposed to have as presidents of the United States. That's what it fucking sounds like to me. Sounds pretty fucking similar. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like one guy can't stand trial. I don't know. I'm no lawyer. Yeah. You let me like, like, let me know if yeah. that's a legitimate legal argument. Okay. Like, what am I going to do? Right. Like, I have to let it go. Yeah. If, if assuming it's a le legitimate legal argument. Right. Now, frankly, I really don't give a fuck because the people involved here don't want to witch hunt Biden the way that they want to witch hunt Trump. And if you can't accept that, I don't know what to tell you. Right. That's just a fact of the case. Right. Like, he's always going to have the fucking target on his back and you have to accept that that's the way. If you don't accept the way and you want something else, you're living in fucking La La Land. You're fucking delusional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and is it fair? No. Is it equal? No. <laughs> Life's not fucking fair and equal, though. Right. And frankly, I don't really give a fuck because if you really want to pull on that thread... I'm sure every fucking president of the United States has some fucking classified documents that they're not supposed to have in their own personal property. Most likely. These two are just getting caught now. Right. Right. I think that that is why I like when when that is why when I saw that, I go, wow, this is the most insufferable piece of fucking news that could have fucking come up. The next so thing, the next thing would have been like Bill Clinton's a fucking is like an adulterer. Yeah. Really? He's a really, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Where'd <laughs> you come up with that one? Yeah. Um, so I think the bigger story that's actually come out of this is the mentally incapable of standing trial. So I think the Republicans have let the what you just said, right? Like, well, you did this to Trump, so we're going to do it to him. They've kind of let that go. And now the story is he's mentally incapable of standing trial, but he's okay to run the country type of thing. And like, that's like the new narrative. And interestingly enough, there's been some shift in some of the you know, legacy media, right? So I saw someone posted a New York Times article that said something along the lines of like, should Biden be running again for president? Like, Jesus is he Christ. capable? So you have the New York Times, which is as left as it gets. Like, they spin, you want to talk spin cycle, like they fucking run anything through the lefty fucking propaganda wheel before they spit it out. And now they are questioning Joe Biden, right? The, the guy that could do no wrong. So it's interesting. It's, you know, it's kind of laying the groundwork for what sexy chris has mentioned on this show before that they are going to 
and Finn too. Finn, I mean, Finn hasn't been on the show, but we talked about it that I I talked to him and brought it up here that they're they're looking for ways to get him out of the race. And there's rumors, right, that if they wait until like July, right, like after the primary season is over and Biden comes out and says, you know, I I mentally I'm just not all there. I'm I'm old, right? I'm 82 years old. I can't do it anymore. I thought I could in the recent months. My health has taken a turn. I want to spend time with my family. I'm not going to do this anymore. Thank you for being an amazing country and supporting whatever. At that point, primary season is over. So then the DNC doesn't have to go through that process. They can just name whoever they want, right? Whether that's Gavin Newsom or whoever the fuck, right? And it makes sense if you think about it, right? Because there's a lot of mm, icky, right? There's a, there's a lot of icky if Biden were to just come out and now, right, or a month ago, whatever, and say, that's it, I'm done, I'm old, I can't do it anymore, mentally I'm not there, whatever. Because they don't want Kamala. They do not want Kamala Harris. And it would be icky to run a primary and not have the current incumbent vice president be the preferred candidate or be taking part in any of that, right? Especially because the left is so tied in with their ideologies, right? And everything is ideological. You're going to not only not have the sitting vice president be the favorite, but she's also a black woman, right? Like it, it, it goes, it, it would, and now people on the left are very quick to just fucking twist anything in their favor and i'm sure they would do some mental gymnastics and figure out a way to fucking justify it to themselves and to others but either way it's not a good look right like that's that's not a good look that you don't want the current vice president who happens to be a black female to be anywhere near your fucking nominee so if they do it this way right they could probably keep Kamala as the vice president and nominate Gavin Newsom or whoever the fuck, right? Whoever the fuck they want. So it's it's a bit insidious, but if you really stop and think about it, it makes sense. It makes sense to do it that way. It's a bit fucking stupid because if this guy's that bad, just fucking get him out of here now. Just yeah, move well, on now. But we can't, no, no, can't move on now because the wrong candidate might have to go to primary and we weren't ready to do primary. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Because they also know, they realize they don't have a good candidate, right? Like no one likes Newsom, even people in California. Like his own state fucking hates him. They tried to recall him. Granted, he did win, but they still tried to recall him. Like who else? Like their their best candidate? They ran him out of the party. 
It was RFK Jr. Now he's running as an independent. You know what I mean? Like that was their that was their shot. But they didn't like him because he didn't play ball with them. He doesn't play the game. He wasn't just gonna fucking, you know, do as he was told by the the corporate overlords. But you know, they're out there, right? We've done this before. We've had this discussion multiple times. If it was only about winning, right, and having your team, quote unquote, in the in the executive branch, then you would run Tulsi or you would run RFK Jr. Or they would have ran Bernie years ago instead of Biden, right? But Tulsi and Bernie and RFK Jr. don't play ball. Right. They're not going to sit there and fucking, you know, do what say they don't like those people. They, they're not going to do what BlackRock and Oracle and all of these companies in all these rich people want them to do. Right. Lockheed Martin and, you know, all the defense companies, General Dynamics, they're not going to do what they want them to do. So they're not going to pick them, which is why, again, all I have to go off of is what happens right and common sense common sense tells you well you should if, probably get rid of fucking common sense yeah i guarantee you that is not a factor in anything but common sense tells you if November. all if all you cared about was making sure that a democrat sat in the oval office then you would run tulsi bernie rfk jr right if that was it but they're not right and not only that but they've pushed all three of them out <laughs> of the fucking party. They've pushed all three of them out. So that tells me, just as an observer, that that's not what it's about. It's about control. This really fucking sucks. You know that? This is why I will never vote. This fucking sucks. Like, this conversation right here just fucking blows. And this is why, like... Again, like I ain't voting. I'm probably never going to. Like it's it's shit like this. Like, can you just put out two fucking competent people and have one of them fucking win? Nope, can't do that. That's too fucking difficult. Yeah, it's all it's too much bullshit. Fuck this. Fuck you. Everyone sucks. Like, they're all fucking assholes. They really are all cunts and assholes. Like, fuck them. Oh, gotta play the game and gotta get the guy. Fuck off. It's so fucking irritating to listen to because there are people out there that were like, well, you can't just have the best candidate for president. <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. Oh, Could you imagine a, a Tulsi RFK Jr. ticket in either order? Right. It doesn't at, at that point, it doesn't matter who's president, who's vice president. But a ticket of Tulsi and RFK Jr. would at probably stage, blow would, everybody get fucking away. killed. Because the Democrats don't like these people, yeah. Because of this, but that, but this is the thing: is like, well, I'm saying, no like, in a, in a fictional world where you know they they roll out the actual best candidates, right? They'd still fuck it up. They would still fuck it up. <laughs> they wouldn't even get it right. You could have fucking Abe Lincoln. Actually, what side would he be on these days? Republican. The party switch. They did, but they've also switched back. No, Lincoln. Lincoln is who switched them. No, but Lincoln would have been 
he would have would he have been like left leaning? He Probably, was liberal. Right? He, he they were the liberal. Saves. Yeah, yeah. All right. Lincoln Lincoln was a Republican, but back Abe, then they were a little Abe bit. Abe fucking liberal. Lincoln could show up, perfectly preserved, everything about him, fucking roll in there, and they would still fucking choose some asshole. That's not him. <laughs> George Washington could fucking show up. Yeah. And go, yes, this is me. This is the George Washington. And they would look at still... my teeth. They're made out of wool. Yeah, they're made of wool. <laughs> and they would still fuck it up. Because you can't just do like you like you can't just have it fucking work. These people fucking suck. They all suck. Every single I agree. One. I agree. It's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate truth, right? That um Unless you somehow find a way to get the money out of politics, which at this point kind of sucks to say, but it'll never happen, right? Because it's so entrenched. You need what you need to happen is the people that are currently corrupted receiving this money need to decide that they can't receive the money that they're getting. And like you see it like it's not it's not going to happen. Um, but in order for for things to get fixed or get better. That's what needs to happen. Therefore, therefore, it'll never happen, right? So we're we're fucked, like you said. It's fucking fucking awful. Yeah, it really is the fucking worst. It is, it is. So, this is what we got. Uh, on that bleak note, uh, you want to wrap things up here? We can wrap this up. All right. Yeah. I think you owe Bad MGM an apology. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but still fuck them. Mm -mm. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out, um, I mean, I don't want to hijack your final thought, but that is my, that was my final. I just said my final thought. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Uh, turns out Ben MGM still has their ties paid in full in, um, for golf. So I do want to call out that they did change their house rules. However, something, I don't know if enough people bitched and complained because now when you go to the BetMGM like PGA tour thing, it says specifically at the top. Little, little info thing. It says ties paid in full. It yeah, like didn't have to, that there before. I had to hit the little like I or whatever. Right. But it's Be but it's funny because what prompted me to go back in was because after you said it, I went and I read the golf rules. And it's so here we go. Well, imagine a sports book giving out vague info. Yeah. So it like it didn't say anything about dead heat under top five, top ten, top twenty. But it said something up higher about dead heat rules applying. Right. And I'm like, I don't know which one it is. So I was on my bet slips. And at the farmers, I didn't even – dude, I forgot I even took this. I had a Ludwig top 20 um, with a boost of some kind or something. And it hit. And I saw it and it was like, oh, Ludwig, top 20 parentheses, all ties, all ties paid in full. And I was like, 
Oh, that's interesting because the Farmers wasn't that long ago. That was AFC champion or championship weekend. Right. I'm like, hold on. And I like went back to it. And where it used to say like top five, all ties paid in full, top 10, all ties paid in full, top 20, all ties paid in full. But now they move to like the chart where it's just the guy's name. And then like, if you look going to the right, top five, top 10, top 20, and it doesn't say anything. Right. So truthfully, the only reason I even fact checked was because of that Ludwig bet I had. Because otherwise I wouldn't, I go, because I saw that and I go, that was like two fucking weeks ago. Like that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Like what the fuck is going on here? So I don't, so I'm actually skeptical that they got rid of the placements paying ties. I definitely think they tried to pull a fast one and maybe not make it so clear. Yeah, that that's what was happening. Yeah. While also vaguing up there. Because I looked like you said, I looked in the golf rules section and there's nothing there that says ties paid in full. No, but. And that's the problem is it's not clear. Yeah. But but there is a section at the top, like you said, and I took I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to our group chat and it's it says dead heat rules apply. And that was in the golf section. So, I mean, I don't know. It was just, it's just weird. It's a very weird. Was that on the first round leader? For what? When you saw dead heat rules apply? I don't know. It was just under the golf tab. Mm. That could be that because. Let me see. So if I search dead heat, right, it comes up golf rules. So I can tap on golf rules and then it will tell me um, where the dead heat rules. So it specifically says under, so I can tell you where. So golf winner, golf winner, or whole, I'm sorry, whole winner markets in three-way player markets, dead heat rules apply. Um, make miss the cut doesn't have anything. Match play, match play winning margin, nothing. Player hole scores, dead heat rules apply. Tournament prices. Dead heat rules apply. See, this is where it says right here, tournament prices. Winning bets must predict the winner of the tournament. If a playoff is required to determine the the tournament winner, the winner of the playoff will be deemed the tournament winner. In the event of a shared win, I don't know how that would even happen, the operator reserves the right to settle as they see fit based on all available evidence. Dead heat rules apply for all placings in a tournament. Yeah but they don't right tournament group betting is the next paragraph says dead heat rules apply if two or more players are tied at the end of a tournament 
I mean, that's a group bet though. That's, that's different. Um, nothing under tournament match bets. Now it's like to hit the fairway to finish last. Uh, top 5, 10, 20. The only thing it says under top 5, 10, 20. Bets will be canceled on any player that does not start a tournament. If a player starts, then withdraws for any reason, bets will be losers. That's it. Then like immediately next, it says top nationality markets. But then right above top 10, 5, 20 to finish last, right? Because you can bet on to finish last. At the very end, it says dead heat rules apply. So dead heat rules apply everywhere, even under this the section where it says tournament prices. Dead heat rules apply for all placings in a tournament. It says nothing about dead heat rules in the top 5, 10, 20, though. But everywhere else it says dead heat rules apply. But if you go to the actual betting page of top 5, 10, 20, and you click the little information button, it says all ties paid in full. So, Same with top 30s. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty fucking dumb, if you ask me. Oh, I don't care that, like, the fucking, the rules are vague. I'm just in on. Well, yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is ties are paid in full, so I'll use them again, right? I will, I will use them to make, uh, you know, placement bets for golf. So I don't have to delete the app. But Adam Scott top 20 this week. Yeah, I like Zalatoris too. Willie Z. He's been uh he's been playing better. He does well in these events. I think he has good course history. At, I want to say at, he finished Riff. like second one year. Yeah. So um you get a good price on him. I don't know if you do DraftKings like the daily fantasy stuff, but he's only 7900 on DraftKings because he hasn't played a lot and he's coming off an injury. So he's sneaky value there. Um, but yeah, I guess I don't hate BetMGM as much anymore. <laughs> Still don't have a, a good user interface, but so that part stands. And their rules are fucking dumb because they're not clear. But the fact remains, they do pay ties in full for golf placement bets. So always using them for anyway so i will use them yeah that's all i was using them for too um but all right so my final thought um <laughs> so i think this is going to be hilarious because this could potentially just go way over your head because i know that you're not interested at all in any type of like club music or djs or anything like that However, I, I love EDM. <laughs> it, it's just like a, a general general statement. Um, watching the Super Bowl, I think it was in pregame, maybe. It was either pregame or postgame, some sort of celebration, whatever party they had. Cascade was the DJ. Now, Cascade has been around for a really long time. 
Um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the sandstorm, right? Like that, like the one EDM song that everybody knows. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a cascade song. So it kind of got me thinking because I saw him and I'm like, holy shit, like he's been around forever and he doesn't look that young. So I looked him up. He's 41 years old. So Cascade is your your DJ, right? That's 41 years old. Now, I sat there and I see him and I start thinking like, hmm, oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's the wrong person. <laughs> Cascade's 52. He's 52 years old and probably one of the best DJs around, right? He was actually named America's best DJ in 2011 and 2013. So 52 years old. And I'm sitting there like, are there any actual young DJs anymore? Because I don't think so, right? So at the time, right, if he was still alive now, he would be old. But back back in the day, DJ AM, um, was a big DJ. He died. He died of an overdose. He was young. Um, but to be fair, again, he would have been old if he was still alive today. But the one that stood out to me was Avicii, right? Avicii was young, um, was a huge DJ, but he died, right? So he also, I think he also died of an overdose or liver disease, maybe. I don't know. It's, he's regardless, he's dead. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, well, who are the DJs that I actually know, right? So I start looking them up. David Guetta, right? He's a big DJ at one point. I look him up. He's 56. David Guetta is 56 years old. So then I'm like, all right, what about Diplo, right? Diplo is a big DJ. Let me, let me look him up. He's 45. <laughs> So then I'm like, all right, well, Tiesto. Tiesto was really big too. How old is yeah, Tiesto? He has, has to be old. 55. So I start looking up. So then I'm like, all right, let me look up uh, uh, just like the top DJs, right? Like who are, who are the best DJs? All these guys are on the list for the best DJ. And they did put Avicii on the list, even though, you know, obviously he's he's dead. But- the only DJ that I found that wasn't over 45 years old was Dead Mouse, right? That that Dead Mouse 5, right? What is Dead Mouse? You know how old he is? I mean, I've heard of him since 2010, so 14 at the youngest. 42. He's 43. Yep. So I'm like, who, who is left? The, I think there was one, there was one DJ that is a big name that I found that was under the age of 40 and it was Skrillex. Skrillex is 36 years old. So he's almost 40. <laughs> So it's just like, and again, that just kind of shows you like how my brain works, right? I see, I see Cascade on a Super Bowl thing and I'm like, wow, he looks old. And I look him up and I go, hmm, 
let me know how old are all these other DJs? And I go down a rabbit hole of like finding all of these DJs. They're all old. Like there's no good young DJ. Now there was one guy, I don't remember his name, um, but he was on the list. It was the only guy on the list that I didn't know. And he was like 27, but I don't know him. I mean, granted, like, not that I'm the fucking end all be all. I was going to um, say big EDM guy. But like, I knew all the other guys on the list except for this one guy. And the fact is, all of those guys on the list were in their 40s and 50s, except for Skrillex, who's 36 years old. So again, just like a random thought, as our final thoughts typically are, there like there's no young DJs anymore. Like club DJs. They just don't exist. Or I'm sure that obviously they do exist, right? But they're not like super famous. Like all the ones that are super famous are all old. Which I thought was interesting. Because I think even if Avicii was alive, like I think he probably, he might have been my age. Like he might have been, like he might have only been like 32. Um, yeah, he died in 2018. He was 28 years old. He was born in 1989. So, you know, he would have been, uh, what, 35 this year? Oh, I will say there are other. So I just searched. I don't know. I, I don't know what the fuck I searched, but I'm on Apple Music. Best dance and EDM hits 2024. I mean, there are other people on this list. Yes, Tiesto's here and David Guetta's here and whatever, but I just don't know if these people are any good. Now, I might actually know what these songs are, but because if it plays at the gym, I know it. I just don't know who. Right, right. Calvin Harris. I feel like I've heard that. Yeah, I know Cal I know who Calvin Harris is. Yeah, I mean like Tiesto, David Guetta, like they're all over this place still. I don't know. Let's see how old um maybe you need to step your game up. Get in more uh more EDM going. Calvin Harris is forty. <laughs> <laughs> So there's another one. So I don't know, just kind of one of those weird random things that I thought of that came up that these fucking, the big DJs are all old, which is also kind of funny when you think about it too, right? Cause like the demo for clubs and EDMs is like 18 to 25, right? Like that's that's basically it, right? Like there's not a lot of 40-year-olds going to fucking, uh, what's that, the EDC, right? The, uh, the electric daisy carnival that they do like in Vegas. And I think there's another one in New Jersey. Like, right? again, ain't a lot of 40-year-olds going to those those places. But you'd be surprised. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure there's some, right? I can't sit here and say there's none. You'd, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah. But that's uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, so thanks for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, don't forget to subscribe up above. Hit the thumbs up down below. Uh, like, rate, review. Uh, if you are an audio-only guy and you happen to be using Spotify and Apple, uh, you can do that. You can rate, review there. Subscribe everywhere else. Um, spread the word. Tell tell everybody you know about the show. You can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. On Twitter at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook at Sarcasm Speaks. Website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. Go to the merch store. Buy some merch. Uh, and then also take a look in the show notes below and support our sponsors down there. You get all the uh, links to websites and discount codes for everything that you need to uh, save some money on all that stuff. So go support those guys. And uh, yeah, that's it for us. So until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>